Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So we need a little Christmas right this very minute. Have you decked the halls? Have you had your cup of cheer? We're talking Christmas and sports, the box USF, and more with Chris Torello of Spectrum Sports 360 and Bay News 9, or should I call him Christmas Torello, on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Verstek. Hey, who's got the best party platters for your catering in Tampa Bay, huh? Maybe for those Christmas gatherings. How about Mr. Empanada? What the heck is an empanada? Well, you take your favorite foods. You place them inside a pocket of homemade dough that is cooked perfectly until it's golden brown and piping hot. Their empanadas are a fresh twist on some old favorites. You can order delicious menu items from scratch, including soups and salads and Cuban sandwiches online at mrempanada.com or call any one of their seven convenient locations in Tampa Bay. Where Latin food, quality, and service meet, it's Mr. Empanada. Hey, uh, we're going to have our uh, exciting and apparently not 100% answered correctly mailbag. Somebody was getting on me for that. I don't know where no, I no, missed. No. Like Disagreeing with your answer does not mean you didn't answer it 100% correctly. Oh, they disagreed because they tried to say I got 7 out of 10, and, and that is clearly not correct. I yeah, got 10 was, out of 10. It was our good friend Ren who okay. believes that Devin White should be taken off the field for... For passing for downs? Pa- for passing downs, and you said you're wrong. not taking him off the field, and he disagrees no. with your opinion. So ah, Okay. Well, my opinion is is not an opinion. It's actually based on pure fact, and that's why it's 100% guaranteed. So, okay, I, I stand corrected that you corrected me, but I am, I am again, 100% correct. But anyway, if you want those mailbag questions about the Bucks, the Bolts, the Rays, USF, Florida, college football, you name it, Submit those to us on Twitter at SportsDayTB. You can, can ask us about Christmas Twitter. decorations, you know, any of that. Oh, I'm telling you. Wait, folks, we've got a podcast that will just get you in such a great mood you don't even know. So stick with us. If you're in the, not in the holiday spirit, if you're a little down, this is the one for you. But send your mailbag questions to us, including what you need to do for Christmas, uh, to SportsDayTB, or you can reach me on Twitter at NFL Stroud, or my email address is rstroud. At TampaBay.com. Before we get to Chris, real quickly, uh, I was a little disheartened, I think, uh, because it's been a long day. Got up at 5 o'clock in the morning, of course, in Charlotte. Flew home. Did the Zoom calls, all of that. And getting ready to write a story. Call it a day. And then I see the Miami Herald has a story on Antonio Brown. And not the kind you want to read. Apparently, just two weeks before he signed with the Bucks. He got in a little tiff um, in his, I guess, condo complex or wherever he lives down there in Hollywood, Florida. And um, among other things, according to the Hollywood police report, um, he smashed a surveillance camera and and threw his bicycle into the guard shack. I'm not exactly sure how one throws a bicycle. At least the ones that I ride, I don't really want to throw them. But, um, but yeah, some uh, and, and basically... According to this report that the Miami Herald printed, they could have charged him with like you know some kind of misdemeanor, which for him would not be good. Obviously, coming off an eight-game suspension, 
Um, but there were no charges. The the um, the head of the HOA, you know, worked it out with him. He paid for the new camera, all of that. Um, and you know, according to the report, she was a little nervous that you know him and his friends might intimidate them somehow if, if she you know pressed charges. I don't know. I don't know the whole story. I just know what was was reported by the Miami Herald. But the larger thing is this. You know, Antonio Brown got on a Zoom with us two weeks after this very incident and told us how he's a changed person, how he'd been talking with Tony Robbins about channeling his anger and all this other stuff. Well, I guess Tony Robbins was busy two weeks earlier. I mean, that doesn't sound like a guy that is, you know, looked inward unless it was since that incident. But regardless, the Bucks had a statement that said, in essence, hey, if it didn't happen before we signed him, we don't count it. <laughs> Which is an interesting take, right? Um, certainly, if they were worried about things like this, there's, there's a lot more accusations that are more serious than that one. But, uh, but yeah, nonetheless, um, an Antonio Brown doing the bad thing story that uh, you you know you hoped maybe you wouldn't have to write, but here we are, and uh, it did occur though back in October, October fifteenth, I guess. Chris Torello joins us now, the brilliant, uh, young, and talented broadcaster from Spectrum Sports 360. You see him on Bay News 9. Chris, we're going to get to sports, I promise. Or maybe we won't. Maybe I shouldn't make that promise. But uh, we got lots to talk about, obviously, um, college football, the Bucks, all of that. But you said something going, coming into the podcast that, that I'm excited about because I'm thinking about doing this very same thing. You've already begun decking the halls, as the case may be. Oh, I deck the halls every year around. You know, it's crazy. We were at Disney for Halloween and and we were staying with my girlfriend's brother and sister-in-law. And I said to them, I said, guys, I just have to alarm you because at midnight, the first song of Christmas is played going to from, you know, October 31 to November 1st, the first song of Christmas. And they said, wait, you're one of those people that plays the Christmas music. The second I'm like, oh, God, yeah. I oh, said, yeah. it's, it's, it's on, it's on like Donkey Kong. You got to play the song and you got to go. I go, I turned the Holly on, on Sirius XM. It's probably the only reason I have XM and, uh, and I'm just full blast, man. I'm just full go from now <laughs> until the awesome. end of the year. So, so you've begun the, the actual decoration of the, uh, the Torello household, right? Yes. The Torello household, um, is fully, we have all the lights up on the outside we spent a lot of the of the evening. Uh, we went to Lowe's, you know, and we we got all that, you know. And then it was a lot of, you know, very meticulous, you know. Okay, how do we, you know, the, we're very very. We don't want our house to look bad. You no, know, no. We, you know, it's important to the neighbors that you have a strong, you know, light game. So no we were very very big on, you know, decking the halls and all that. And uh, you know, we we did a good job. It looks really good at Torello Sports. Uh, you can see our little English bulldog Lily sitting right there supervising. By the front steps but uh no it looks good it looks good it looks uh, not as good as griswold's house but we're getting there <laughs> is is there a competition as the case may be like in the hood are you you got other christmasy folks that uh that, that did get out there and you add a light they add a string of lights they add two that sort of thing well here's the thing so we moved in march and so we weren't sure what we were going to get when we put up all our Halloween stuff. We did it pretty early in September. We went fall, Halloween, all that. And so we come home one day thinking, oh, we put a you know, little ghost up. You know, we don't want we want to be subtle. You know, we don't want to be those people. So all of a sudden we look across the street 
and it's decked out graveyard style, all the front yard. Yes. And then we look down and we got a neighbor who is mowing a lawn around a graveyard. So he's letting the grass grow thick <laughs> and get all, oh my God. It was then next door, they got the blow ups. So we were like, okay, we got to up our game. So we went to the dollar store. So, you know, we, we did everything we could. Now we're like, okay, game on. There's this tree across the street that our neighbor has, and it looks like the tree of life at, at Animal Kingdom. And they've got these big lights just wrapped all around the big branches and everything. So it's game on, and, you know, we intend to win. Um, so, you know, we'll see how many credit cards get maxed out. We'll see where relationships go. But we <laughs> intend to, you know, to have a Yuletide Carol Christmas. <laughs> We need a little Christmas right this very yeah, right. moment, I think. Jesus. Um, listen, I'm looking at the photo on uh, at Torello Sports, mm. and it's brilliant. It, it is just brilliant. And you know what I like? And, and people mm. are going to probably not like this next statement. You're an all-white light guy. I love oh, yeah. the all-white lights. I don't – multicolored – look, I'm not against, I'm not against it. I, I, I think it has its place in time. For mm. me, personally, I just like to class it up a little bit. I like all the white lights. It's just how I roll. Yeah, well, Rick, we're all walking towards the white light one day, aren't we? So, I mean, you might as well <laughs> just get a head start. But, I mean, no, you need the, the white light is so comforting to me. It's clean. And it's, it's you clean. know, it's, it, but, and so my girlfriend, so we have, she has like an office. Uh, we have three bedroom, but one of them is small. So she uses it as kind of like an office in a pin room. And so she was putting these like, they're, they're red lights, but they look more like the 80s pink so she was trying to like find a way. And so I'm standing outside, like in the middle of the street screaming, Nope, Nope, don't look good. Nope, Nope. Take them down. No, we're Nope. And she's just like, she's like, you know, yelling back at me through the window. Like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, they don't look good. Nope. We got to go with white. So, you know, we, you know, we're very meticulous. We don't, in facts don't care about your feelings. I say that all the time on Twitter about football and sports, but it's also important when you're decorating Rick, you cannot, if it doesn't look good, you yeah. can't put it up. And sometimes no. people think, oh, no, I've had it in my family for 50 years. Well, it was good 50 years ago. It doesn't look good anymore. So, you know, we'll find a nice spot in the corner for it and we'll cover it up. So, you know, but that's the way it is. Now, you're uh, in, in, indoors now. Are you real or, or fake tris, Christmas? Because real, you know, real is a commitment. I mean, you got to mm. do the whole, you know, got to have some water and the, the needles might fall and all of that. So, so what are you what are you there? No, no, we're real. We're real all the way. Um, my my mother up in Connecticut, she is a fake Christmas tree, not just because, you know, she's a little older getting by herself. Yeah, so, sure. but um, but no, we are we are. What we do is we have a guy and he flocks the tree for us. So he, we are. He, wait a minute. He does. What, yeah. what is explain? He flock. He flocks the tree. What does that? Mean? Yeah, he flocks the tree. So it's basically like, you know, that you. it's like um, it's like a spray paint snow. You spray it on oh, and almost kind okay. of puffs up a little not like foam but it gives it a little life gives it a little something yeah so, okay yeah no it's like an extra 10 or 15 bucks and um it's totally worth it totally beautiful and um no nah, it looks really good and then we string the lights ourselves and we we've got our own christmas skirt that we put up my girlfriend goes crazy with buffalo plaid she loves buffalo nice. plaid so we do uh we we really kind of themed it out that way luckily for us disney also likes buffalo plaid so it matches up well, and we um, we'll, we'll put that up by the door, by the window, facing out, and then we're, we have a Christmas village that we're that we have on our one. Well, of our I was going to ask so, about that. Now, do you do you use the uh, what, what, what village are you uh, are you fond of? Are you using the um, 
what what is that brand that uh, that I have? Um, I don't. You get I don't know. Robbie Robbie's so Christmas many. World. I know, but there's a couple that are that are well known. What are some of the What are some of the Christmas Village brands? Do you know? Oh God! Well, I know at Michaels they have one. I'd have to look at one of the boxes. But we've got a couple of pieces from Michaels, and okay. um, I know my mom has a gorgeous Thomas Kincaid set. Like you know, it's a whole uh, okay. thing of Thomas Kincaid little fig- figurines and all that. So, but I'm not sure. I'd have to look at the different branding. But um, we've we've mixed some in with uh, we our friends gave us these beautiful. Um, pieces of um, Mickey Mouse ones. So we've got these really cool Disney pieces worked into like, you know, Santa's workshop, hot chocolate. I got it. Yeah, I got it. It's It's department 56. That's what we are. We're department 56 people. Mostly the snow village. We got a little bit of a mixture, but there Uh is mostly kind of a snow village. We got the mountain with the skiers. Have you seen that? That's very active. I like Um, that. Got a little okay. hockey rink. Got a little hockey rink with the guys we playing got the, hockey. We got the ice rink. Yeah, we got that. They never really um, take the shot. It's a, it's a little like I hear Esposito in my head. Shoot the puck! Shoot the puck! And he never really, he oh, never really you do that. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he, he I'd never pay re- to have that. I'd pay to have that in my ringtone, Phil <laughs> I'm telling you, if you walked into my house, you'd be screaming at this little this little uh, Department 56 guy. It's, it's on his stick, and the goaltender's moving back and forth in the net, but he never really lets it go um that's awesome i you know and and gosh darn it i mean i'm almost at the point where i'm gonna start the clock and count down you know how you do the new year's eve i can't wait for 2020 to be over for obvious reasons so i think we're all if you think christmas is big wait till new year's folks (laughs) oh no i yeah i i understand what we're all trying to accomplish here and you know i understand what's happening but yeah, I have a feeling that's going to be one of those nights where everyone's just going to take a chance Ooh. and say, here it is. Like, we're, we're all going to look at each other and say, wait, it is 2021, right? It happened. It, it like, really it did happen. It yeah. happened. Yeah. You know, like, so, I, and I just think once, you know, you, like, once we get to 2021, it feels like we're going to start seeing something happen, which is great. And yeah. uh, the soon, I think by this time next year, it's going to be a whole, you know, hopefully we're going to be all fine and things are going to be good. Yeah. So, uh, we'll see, but yeah, it's been, it's been a long year. We've been talking about this since oh, March, man. man. Oh well, God, I can't. Believe you know what? It. it has been, and and the thing is, like all the sports, they all came back, and they all came back at once. And now they've all, with the exception of football, and and I love football, but that's what we're left with now. Normally, you would have hockey would have been cranked up already. Um, yep. The NBA would have been cranked up already. College basketball, like there'd be a lot of things kind of happening again and and we're really it's college and pro football which is fine but everything's kind of gotten pushed back um the rest of it and you know i look i don't know where it's going to go but uh i will say this that i'm a little worried about the college football season the nfl yeah i think they're going to figure it out i think i think they keep plodding along and i think there will be a super bowl in tampa i don't know how many fans or anybody will go i'll tell you who might go there's a new quarterback in new orleans (laughs) <laughs> oh, God. The the old guy, um, God bless him. Drew Brees went out there with a cracked rib and wound oh. up with three cracked ribs. That's not a good equation. Uh, he was wearing a flak jacket, got pummeled into the ground. He's had a shoulder injury, and the poor guy might have collapsed a lung. I don't know. You know this. This sounds horrible for him and for the Saints. But you know what this means? That uh, the the quarterback that might have the most say about whether the Bucks make the playoffs or not will once again be Jameis Winston, and not Tom Brady. Yeah, don't do don't think? count on don't count on Jameis coming through for the Bucks. 
Uh, that's probably what I would tell fans because he hasn't, he never did anyway. So uh, that's just the way it is. I mean, I feel, here's the thing. I, I was so excited when he out, you, I, we were both there at the game. And I mean, by halftime, what was there to do? You know, I'm sure you and everybody were already like plotting the story and just oh yeah, know, getting ready for the post game. And, you know, it's great to see Joey Knight there as well. I love Joey. Um, and, uh, we're going to miss him on the USF beat, but, um, yeah, I'm, I know those stories are probably all written. I mean, Lord knows I, all I was doing was stealing all the Sarah Lee, uh, you know, uh, chocolate cakes, you know, I was just putting them in my bag, getting them for my people back at Carillon. So yeah, uh, that was, that was kind of my focus for the third quarter, but, sure. um, but yeah, it was so much fun when Jameis came in. I actually, he, he moved the ball. I, you know, I was waiting for them to let him take a shot. You know, I thought, I, I thought they were going to do it. I really thought they were going to do it. He was one. I think he was one for one. He had a 12 yard pass for a first down or something like that. Well, mm-hmm. now he's going to get lots of chances and he got chances on Sunday. I think at one point he was six for six. Look, they were up by 10. He extended, they extended the lead to 17. They win the game. And, and now though, in all seriousness, I mean, this is a, this is why he went not hoping that Drew Brees would get hurt. But he's got a really good football team. He's got Sean Payton. I'm sure Taysom Hill will play. You know, Payton's not going to tell anybody who's playing, but they'll both play. And mm-hmm. look, he's he's got Atlanta twice sandwiched around Denver. So yeah, you know, I think, I think Raheem's Drew got Locke those guys hurt, right? playing Drew better. Is Drew Locke is hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Raheem has the Falcons playing better. They're three and one since he took over, coming off a bye week. But this is a this is a golden opportunity for Jameis Winston right here. Yeah, well, it is. And you're right. I mean, look, they're, they're going to use, they're going to mix everybody up. And I think the one thing that Sean Payton has drilled into Jameis is it's, you don't have to win this game for us. Like you do not have to chuck it 50 yards. I do not need you to take unnecessary risks. Just, just play within the offense. Let's, you know, go play action, roll out, find your guy pass it, move the chains, you know, like I just, you know, he looked very composed, like you said, and, and, you know, what he did the other day and what he did against the Bucks, even, and he just looked a little different and good for him, you know, good for him. If he's really bought into what Sean Payton is selling, what Drew Brees is offering and all that words of wisdom. Uh, it's wonderful. It's going to be great with Taysom Hill because Hill can, Hill can do everything. I mean, we saw him what, catch a pass and then go on a long run. So, I mean, mm-hmm. he can do anything. So, I think you mix that in with what Jameis, all the, I think everyone and everyone here, at least media members will well, listen. Jameis has all the talent in the world. It's just, Oh, a it's never of, been a he, question he, of that. Do yeah. It. yeah. Can yeah. you do it? You know? Right. So I, I think he's around a really good team that doesn't need him to be the hero. And right. it's weird because I think he always felt like he had to be the hero in Tampa, mm-hmm. even though he didn't. He had all these weapons, and now Tom Brady's here, and everyone's like, oh, Tom Brady's the hero. But guess what? He's letting everybody shine. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Like, that's exactly what you need. So I just think Jameis is in a much better position in terms of his head. Um, you know, he, I know he got his eyes fixed, and I know he's, he's just really kind of in a, you know, that good space. So it wouldn't shock me if him and Taysom Hill kind of lead the way here for a few weeks, and, and they don't let the Bucks make up any ground. Yeah, that's going to be their task right there. And, you know, if the Bucks, they've lost twice to the Saints. I was talking to some people over there, you know, with the Bucks um, today, and they basically said, "Look, you know, you got to try these next two games are huge, as you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're playing the Rams team that's in a three way tie for first place in the NFC West that looks more like the Rams team that went 13 and three and went to the Super Bowl, especially with that defense. 
And then, you know, right after that, it's the Super Bowl champions and, and you know, the best player in the world maybe in Patrick Oof. Mahomes. So these two games are, are really going to tell the tale, I think, of the, the 2020 Buccaneers if they're going to be maybe merely and possibly a wild card team or – you know, if they if they win both of these somehow, some way, mm-hmm. now you're saying okay, then they're in it till the end with the with the New Orleans Saints. But the Saints have beaten them twice, so it almost feels like, you know, no, make no mistake, they'll have to win to to, to have one more win than the Saints because if they tie them, they obviously lose the tiebreaker. But it feels as if they've kind of sort of given up that you know we're not the best team in the South. We lost to these guys twice now. You know, but even if you make the playoffs with Tom Brady and the NFC, who's to say you couldn't couldn't make a run there if they continue to get better? So, I'm anxious. To, I'm really interested in how all this plays out. And then, of course, there's the whole there's the whole Monday night football, Sunday night football, Thursday night football thing with this group. I, I now Bruce Arians is is practicing at night. I don't know. He's it's kind of straw grasping at this point, isn't he? It just sounds like he's letting it get to him. Sounds like they're letting it get yeah, to them. A little about bit. This yeah. whole, you know, like, well, when are we playing? Who are we playing? You know, we got to practice. We got to do this. We got to do it. It's like, to me, it's just like, guys, we're just going to play. Like, yeah, you know yeah, what? We want to practice on Sunday. We're going to practice at night because the game's at night. Like, you don't have to give us this whole elaborate, you know, well, it's because we're not playing. You know, we got to find some way to play well. Or something. It's like, well, j- yeah. just go, you know? I mean, I don't really. But. I mean, look, and people forget the Rams. <laughs> the Rams are not bad. The Rams have have been playing pretty well, um, and it's Sean mm-hmm. McVay and Jared Goff. I mean, I just and look, they're looking for payback. You know, this is this is a yeah. same, I know it's not Jameis Winston who led that team. You know, who's here this year? But last year, that team went in there and thoroughly took care of the Rams. They played very well. So I think the Rams are coming in with a little chip on their shoulder from last year. And yeah. like you said, then you got to welcome in Patrick Mahomes. I mean, that's. Listen, this is not the two games where you want to, you know, and if I'm and if I'm those teams, all I'm doing is watching that Saints film. I'm just rewinding, watching, just writing down everything that they do. And if you think Sean McVay and Eric Bieniemy and Andy Reid can't come up with comprehensive game plans to get past this team, I, I mean, I'd be a little nervous if I were a Bucks fan over these next two weeks. Oh, I think I think Bucks fans are nervous because they've seen this they've seen this team on national TV against good teams, mm-hmm. and it hasn't gone well. Um, you know, but, but yeah, I mean, this is a, this is a great opportunity to measure themselves and look, they hung a double nickel on them out there in LA. I mean, I never saw anything like it. It was, you know, a franchise record in points and, um, you know, it was embarrassing for, for the saints or for the Rams. And so I think, I think they will be kind of fired up about it. You know, uh, what's, what's interesting about this football team is that I still don't, I'm still not completely sure that Tom Brady is all that comfortable just yet. I do think though, that they did realize in playing the saints that you got to run the football and you got to keep running the football, even if you're down and you can't expose Brady to those kinds of hits and Ronald Jones, he's made a believer out of me. I mean, I, you know, I thought when Fournette got here, that it was only a matter of time. Of course he got hurt, but now he's back. I've never seen anybody stand behind somebody as much as Bruce Arians has stood behind Rojo. And you know what? It's paid off for him. I think he's been waiting for this. I mean, you know, he was, you know, he clearly kept saying it even after they brought in Shady, they brought in Fournette and they said, nope, Rojo's still our guy. Rojo's the yeah. guy we're rolling out there. Like they knew what they had. And, you know, I think give credit to Rojo because he's, he's just 
developed. I mean, he took ownership after his his rookie year. He wanted to get better, wanted to improve. He's consistently put on weight uh, yeah. in both off seasons. So he's he's a really he. I think it's a true testament to just hard work because look, they put a lot into him. They put a lot mm-hmm. into that into that pick. So yeah. for him to be able to kind of withstand a, a third round pick this year, plus some really talented, uh, two of the most talented running backs we've seen over the last what 10, 10, 15 years, it's it's good to know that Rojo was able to withstand, and that's only going to make the Bucks better once they get to the playoffs, because then it's like okay, we got we got guys that can play, we got guys that can do different things, and you know no one's going to be afraid to take the ball from Tom Brady and have to try and go through you know the outside, get past the linebacker or anything like that. So uh, it's only going to make it, this team so much stronger once they get to January uh, where we fully intend to see them playing in the playoffs. <clears throat> you certainly would hope so. He, he was clocked at over 21 miles an hour on that run, on that 98-yard run. I'm here to tell you that nothing short of four wheels would propel me more than 21 miles an hour because <laughs> I couldn't bike that fast. I don't think even with my 10 speed or whatever, that's really fast. This dude ran 21 miles an hour, man. And and the funny thing was these 300 pound guys, they ran a hundred yards just to greet them. Like mm. they'll never run a hundred yards in a football game, but they did it. Yeah. Yeah. Well I, well, I think that's just amazing. Right. I mean, that's such a kick. That's just a jolt. For for anybody to, I saw a great end zone shot from our from our guy Bob Hanson. That was he a just, great shot by Bob. Boom, yeah. just was right down the, and it was just beautiful to watch. Yeah, you know. So I mean, those are those are the types of plays you remember. Those are the plays that can really you know propel a team. And uh, yeah, I mean, look, if their running game can kind of stay like that, and you don't need ninety eight yard runs, but if you can sustain drives, if you can put, and that's how Brady's won. Right. I mean, you even look at the way the Patriots played against the Ravens. I mean, they were that they had guys, they had guys going off. So it's not Cam Newton. It's not Tom Brady. It's, it's this, it's okay. We have a stable offense here where I can put my guy against your defense and we're going to open up holes and then you're going to have to commit to the run. And that's when a guy like Tom Brady says, no, no, I'm going to beat you now. Now I'm going to beat you with my arm. And that's, that's simple. That's football. It's it's the most beautiful thing when it's working when you're in, you know just when the offense is moving down the field. I mean, I watched it forever growing up a Giant fan. I watched Tony Romo just dissect every Giant defense going to this person that, and I'm just like, there's like every time it's third and ten, it's going to Jason Witten. It's going to Jason Witten. I know it, and it goes to Jason Witten, and he gets 10, 15 yards. So it's just confidence. And when you have that confidence, when you have your run game working, it makes a quarterback like Tom Brady so much better. And I, I just, like I said, this is going to be a two critical weeks. But if their run game is on, then they should be fine. Uh, Jim, you talk about Tony Romo again now, Jim. <laughs> uh, the play, oh, my God, Jim, he's going to run to the left. Tony! <laughs> that's the best. With go do a Skechers commercial. Get out of here. Uh, I wear Skechers because that's what they pay me to do. So I, I also do Corona. I yeah, love, I love, um, I love the Skechers though. I do wear them, but not because of him. I'll never give him credit. So, you know, my feet, yeah. my feet hurt. So I got to wear them. <laughs> Your feet hurt. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. 
That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. <laughs> so so uh, the college football now, I mentioned that I think there was about uh, 25 games or, or more canceled last <laughs> week. The, the COVID thing is getting crazy, and you've got conferences now. My boy, God bless him, I guess he's doing okay, Herm Edwards. Mm. He came down with COVID, and that was scary. Um you know, you you hope this no one gets really really sick, but they're soldiering on, and and it's a shame in in a sense that um, you know this might be the year for the University of Florida. I know they had some fans; uh, they still get get some into the swamp, but it looks for all the world two things, Chris. One, Kyle Trask is he your Heisman Trophy winner? Start there. Uh, I mean, maybe I'm not like. There's, there's other the trophy good quarterbacks. Just there's other good players. Um, yeah, I mean, ETN, I mean, Mac obviously. Jones, a maybe. Bunch of I don't know. I mean, there's some guys that have really played well. So, yeah, listen, I think Kyle Trask, I think COVID kind of kept him out of the conversation when it really started to hype up. But, yeah, right. I mean, he has to be in the conversation, right? I think he's as, he's as good as any quarterback in the country right now. He's on Joe Burrow pace, isn't he? Oh, talk about the Tiger King, Joe Burrow. Tiger King. He's but, done some I mean, records already like Burrow. He had the most touchdowns in that first game. I think he tied the most touchdowns in the first game yeah. of the season. Like he, yeah. him and, and tell you what, him and Pitts, they should win it together. Those two <laughs> are just unbelievable. Those I can't wait to see Kyle Pitts on Sundays. Oh. He's a stud. And, yeah. um, you know, it's, it's reminiscent. But Dan Mullen's got this team looking like the, the Tebow Meyer days. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of confidence, mm-hmm. a lot of swagger. The defense is not that good, but when your offense is rolling, your defense doesn't have to be great. I mean, how many right. times did Peyton Manning have to save Vindy? You know, like we got to just, just get me one stop and we'll go up 14 and that'll be the end of it. You know, that's, yeah, that's I think kinda, it, it's, it, yeah. more and more, Chris, you're right. College football is about scoring points. Now you, yeah. you can play defense if you want to, but it, the teams that are just going to flat out outscore, you're going to win. And and yeah, it sounds simple, right? Because that you got to score one more point than the other guys, and then you know, but it it really is true. Like they put up points in a hurry, mm. and they run you out of the gym. You know, I mean that's that's <laughs> it does remind you of Spurrier a little bit. No, it does. It does that running gun. Um, and and I remember Kerwin Bell was supposed to come to USF and deliver that, and he didn't. But you know those, right. you know you, you you know it's it's so hard to recreate the magic, you know the Danny Warfels and all that. But they've done it, and and I think what the Gators have is just this supreme confidence that anytime one of their guys touches the ball, they're going to break and they're going to do something special. I think Malik Davis from Jesuit, he's had his moments. Um, you know, he's done a nice job. They've got great running. They've got great receiving. I mean, and, and their offensive line, which has, uh, God, I think they've got at least two or three Tampa Bay products. Um, they've, they've got guys that are stepping up. So, you know, they, when you keep, when you keep Kyle Trask upright and the one thing about uh, college football, it seems it's such it, the pace is there. So it's like, you know, the, the chances of you getting to their quarterback is not going to happen, um, which, which is just, it benefits them so much. And, and every, you know, the way that I think college football, they call targeting and they call personal fouls, the offense is always going to benefit. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, the Florida Gators are taking advantage. The way they beat Georgia was phenomenal. I just, you know, I don't see anyone slowing them down. It's going to, I'm going to be very intrigued by Alabama. That game is going to be very, very interesting because you know Nick Saban's going to be able to get that defense on on edge, so it could be a it could be a shootout that day in Atlanta, which would be great. Everyone will take that on a, on that Saturday afternoon. 
And there's no doubt that's happening. It's Alabama and I Florida. Hope so. I, think. I hope so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I can't. I hope I can't it's played. See. <laughs> hope it gets yeah. played. Well, so. yeah, that. I mean, sure. I mean, that's the the goal for everybody is to is to finish this crazy season. One coach that probably is looking forward for the season ending, and that's the new coach at USF, Jeff Scott. I mean, look, uh. they they went down to Houston with out thirteen players, including what looked like. <sighs> They had found their quarterback, right? And he yeah. was not among them. I mean, I watched I watched the end of that game. You know what told me a lot about them? And I, I mean, look, I don't there's no moral victories, right? I mean, they had the one game that they should have won, um, and it was disappointing, but they played really well. But even at the end of that Houston game, down twenty one or whatever it was at one point, these guys were fighting and clawing. Some freshmen, some true freshmen were making plays. Um mm-hmm. I like the character that he's got as a football team. Like these guys that are there, and they'll add to them, obviously, but they they play the right way. There was nobody's head was down. I mean, you watch body language on the side. I'm kind of into that stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, particularly when things yeah. aren't going well. Who's competing, right? Who competes every down? And he's got a bunch of guys, man, that do that, and they're young players, and I think they're going to be okay. No, they are going to be okay. And, what, and you're right. I mean, go back a year ago. I mean, this team was four and eight when they when Charlie Strong was relieved of his duties, and that four and eight team couldn't hold a candle to this team that only has one win. Right. Um, they they've all. I mean, even you know they've had a couple moments on the sidelines. Johnny Ford in the Cincy game, he kind of got a little you know a little heated, and yeah. you know the coaches looked right at him and said, "Are you done?" And he was done. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. he didn't. There was no nothing kind of lingered, and then Nick Roberts had an outburst with one of the coaches, and then two days later, Jeff Scott's like, "Okay, Nick Roberts is no longer with the program. You know, mm-hmm. he's going to graduate and he's going to move on, and we wish him the best of luck." Um, you know, I think Jeff Scott's in a position where you know he's going to give you he's going to give you a lot of love and a lot of lessons behind the scenes, but if you don't buy in to what they're trying to accomplish, you know, you're going to have to get out. And I actually, you're talking about that one game, the Memphis game. Um, and I remember when it was 33-20 USF, I was like, they're going to lose this game 34-33. And they did. Yeah. And I, I didn't want, I didn't tweet it out or anything. I just oh, sat no. there thinking they're just not. You really just, said that? I did. You can ask my producer, Chris McCauley. He'll, he'll, he'll swear to it. It was that Saturday. I was anchoring. I remember. Were um, you at a Buffalo Wild Wings or something when you said, when you said yeah, that? Yeah, I'm the, yeah, I also called about Daniel Jones getting tripped up in Philly. You know, so. <laughs> They should be five and five. The Giants should be five and five right now. By the way, they're the best. They're the best three and seven team in the history of the world. By the way. Oh yeah. But um, but yeah, no. So when they lost that game, I you know I get on the Zoom call afterwards and we're talking with Jeff Scott and I said, Coach, there are no moral victories, um, but how do you make sure that guys don't get down? Because you start stringing along some games where you're playing okay, you're playing better, and you're still not seeing the results. Is it tough not to? You know, are you worried about anyone losing sight of the message? You know, because that can happen. Oh, sure. you're young, and these guys have the right to transfer and do whatever they want, and they've got yeah. people in their ear left and right. And Jeff Scott looked right at the camera, and he said, he goes, no. He goes, you know what? Everyone's upset right now in that locker room because they know they should have won, and that's good. And mm. nobody believes in moral victories, but we're going to keep pushing, and we are close. We are getting close. And, yeah. you know, people would say, oh, he said that, and then look at what happened at Houston. They didn't have anybody. Okay, Noah Johnson is a magician. What he does is so ter- – it's, it's so college football. He can run the RPO. 
He can. He's not the. I don't think he has the greatest arm strength, but what he does is enough to connect with the with the with the playmakers. So right. I think he gives them a real nice burst that unfortunately someone like Jordan McLeod doesn't. I think Cade Fortin might be the most talented, but his year has been completely lost. Some part due to injury, others due to quote unquote just saying he's unavailable. But we all know what that means. Um, mm. But he's so I like Cade Fortin if he st- and I hope he sticks around. They've got so much energy around this program. I was talking with some donors the other day, and they they all agree like the like the money is gonna come in. It's gonna start coming once twenty twenty one and things kind of get going again. And you right. know, they they're they're gonna get closer to the IPF and they're gonna build something and they're gonna do what they can. But this recruiting class they're about to sign in a few weeks, Rick, is good. They're all like locked in, wanna be here type of guys. There's no, well, if Cincy comes along or if this team comes along, no, there's none of that. You know, mm. like this is, this is a group that wants to be green and gold. And right. that's, that's Jeff Scott to the end. So you're right. You know, long answer, but short answer is, yeah, they're, they're, they're all locked in. They're recruits, the players, the coaches. And I, I think as long as they keep that staff intact for 2021, mainly the coordinators, I think it's going to be game on. Yeah, I mean, I like the coordinators, obviously. And, and, you know, the thing is, is that what they need is what all new programs need. They need practice. They need a spring. Yep. They need some, They need normalcy. You know, we all could use it. But, I mean, it's, for those coaches that came in this year, um, you know, in, including at Florida State, I don't care where you, you know, where you were. And they, they got their own problems up there. And they might, they're certainly different than what Scott is dealing with. But, um it's just awfully hard to come in and, and, and not be with your guys, you know, when you're trying to, you know, you got to get to know them. You got to be around them. You got to, you know, you have to have practice. You have to be on the mm-hmm. grass together. And, and all those things I think made it really, really tough for USF. And I'm sure they're disappointed, but, um, but you know, and it's, this has been said at a lot of levels. And I think Tom Brady said it recently you, to win. You got to learn how not to lose sometimes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as opposed to just learning how to win. Once you, once you realize you know, how you don't beat yourself anymore, um, mm-hmm. you start to win a lot of football games. And they're just kind of – they're close but not, you know, not doing enough things right um, to where those scores will change. But, uh, yeah, but yeah it's, I was impressed. It's year zero. It's year zero. This isn't even right. year That's one right. for Jeff Scott. That's right. You That's know, right. it's not even worth – you don't even measure this year, mm-hmm. you know. But I just – and I said this on Twitter – and, you know, for all the times I get accused of being this, you know, not a fan of USF, which first off, I'm not supposed to be. But second of all, <laughs> yeah, you know, that. like this, like I was so like complimentary to Jeff Scott the other day where I was like, it's year zero. This guy's got people believing in him. Like he's yeah, got yeah. people who really believe in him and they're not playing well. So you yeah. got to let time kind of come. And I'll tell you what, no offense to UCF. I think they're a good program. I like them. But the way they got their their success was a little cheap, and you're kind of seeing the down. The, it's trending down now. They're finding out what Josh Heupel is all about with his recruiting and his coaching management, and the fact that he's got guys getting into fights on the sidelines or getting in trouble for firearms. So mm. you're seeing UCF, and it's not very pretty. I think USF is building it. Is going to build it right. And I think yeah. they're going to have a higher ascent than UCF once they once they reach their peak. Maybe it takes a couple more years, but brick by brick. And I think you're going to see something special develop with Jeff Scott here at, U, at USF. I'm pretty. I'll, I'll hedge a lot on that. 
I mean, it's going to be fun to watch. You know what's also fun to watch is Chris Torello on Spectrum Sports Bay News 9. What you got coming up, uh, Chris? What you been working on when you're not oh, hanging well, lights I'm and actually, stuff? I'm actually going out to uh, – where am I going this week? I'm going to the to the LPGA tournament. We're going to be out there That's right. on Thursday. We're going to be talking mm-hmm. with a local, a couple local golfers. And just a great event. Great. It's so awesome to have, you know, they got some marquee names, Natalie Golbis. So there's going to be sure. some really cool names. It's a beautiful course. So we'll be out there and we'll have it. We'll turn a feature. And uh, yeah, we're just, we're fired up about that. And of course we got high school football playoffs. So we'll be yep. uh, out and about Friday night and uh, just kind of kicking it into gear. And then I'll be at USF on Saturday. So, and then we'll, we'll gear up for UCF. So a lot. It's it's getting to that time of year, right, my friend? You know, every, everything's kind of starting to come to a to a head with football, and uh, this this is where it gets fun. The days get long, but it's certainly a lot of fun. Chris, would you say it's the most wonderful, wonderful time, time of the year? Yeah, I like to sing that song for the NFL draft too, but I have to give you that version <laughs> in April or May because that's pretty good, you know. <laughs> well, I got to go see the Christmas house at the Torello neighborhood. This is uh this is exciting to me. I didn't see we got more in common than you realize. I mean, because uh, I mean, I'm all about it, but I, I, now I feel like I'm a little late to the party. The party mm-hmm. has begun. I don't have my decoration. I don't have my Santa hat. I showed out with I showed up without my Christmas sweater. I feel I feel naked. So I'm I'm going to have to go back home now and start, you know, hanging some tinsel or something and and uh, right. people still do that. I'm not sure. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, you know, get the elf off the shelf. Get that damn elf off the it. shelf. It's great. It's great. Elf is on right now. I'm watching Elf right now, and it's awesome. It's just it's the best time of the year, man. It's the best time. People well, got to remember that. Got to have that joy. Absolutely, bring a little joy, and you bring joy to us on this uh, podcast. He's Chris Torello, Spectrum Sports Bay News Nine. We'll talk to you down the road, Chris. Thanks so much. All right. See ya. All right, my thanks to Chris Torello. I'm going to go get the uh, Department 56 uh, buildings down now and start my snow village. I, I just I feel like I'm so far behind at this point, but uh, but I'm going to do it. Hey, folks, uh, if you're going to have some uh, party platters and you're looking for those, uh, go call our folks at Mr. Empanada. That's the best catering in Tampa Bay. If you don't know what an empanada is, please take advantage of this. You just It's your favorite food inside a pocket of homemade dough. It's cooked perfectly until it's golden brown. Piping hot, I mean, it's just delicious. And so you can order uh, other de- delicious menu items as well that they make from scratch, including soups and salads and Cuban sandwiches. Go online at mrinapanada.com, or you can call any of their seven convenient locations in Tampa Bay. We're Latin food, quality and service meat. It's Mr. Empanada. Going to have our uh, mailbag segment coming up this week. Uh, get your questions in. You can do that, anything, on the Bucks, the Bolts, the Rays, college football, hockey, whatever, you name it. Uh, we will answer it 100% correctly. Uh, send us those questions on Twitter at SportsDayTB. Reach me on Twitter at NFL Stroud. Or my email address is rstroud at tampabay.com. Big week on the show still planned ahead for you guys. Tom Jones will be aboard. Of course, we have the mailbag. So much to talk to leading up to the uh, Monday night game against the Los Angeles Rams which will be a really good one, and then followed closely after that on a Sunday with the Kansas City Chiefs. So these two big games, we'll get more into that as the week goes on. So hope you enjoyed the program. Get your Christmas stuff out uh, if uh, you celebrate that, and um, and just spread a little cheer this time of year. We all could use it. We're almost, almost to 2021. Hard to believe, but we're all looking forward to that. For Steve Burstink, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.